Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Welcome to Money Making Conversations. It's the show that shares the secrets of success experienced firsthand by marketing and branding expert Rashawn McDonald. I will know. He's given me advice on many occasions, and in case you didn't notice, I'm not broke. You know he'll be interviewing celebrities, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. It's what he likes to do. It's what he likes to share. Now it's time to hear from my man, Rashawn McDonald. Money Making Conversations. Here we go. Welcome to Money Making Conversations. I'm your host, Rashawn McDonald. It's time to stop reading other people's success stories. Come on now. And I always start writing. This really is. I look around and when I talk to people and it gets to a point where I I'm not frustrated, but I'm really getting a clear understanding that because of social media, because of television, people tend to watch videos and they try to watch motivational things, and they don't really understand it's about what they do for themselves. So I always tell people, it's time to start writing your own story. My show is just, uh, you're supposed to take the little the, the advice, but not mirror the expectations. And that's why I always tell people to lead with their gifts and don't let your age, friends, family, or coworkers stop you from planning or living your dreams. My interviews are include uh, celebrities, CEOs, injury decision makers, entrepreneurs. And my next guest is, he's a decision maker. He's a He's a CEO. He's a celebrity in the world that he runs. He's a, most importantly, he's an entrepreneur. His name is Paul Epstein. He's a 15-year NFL and NBA uh, executive, keynote speaker, host, and author of The Power of Plan or Offense. And I'm going to ask him about that because I'm a former comedian. I used to always do, there's an offensive comedian. And I said not offensive in a or profanity, but you can be an aggressive and non-aggressive. So we'll see if we align in that approach to how he's doing this this power playing mode. Paul is an expert in leadership and organizational culture with nearly 15 years of experience as a professional sports executive for multiple NFL and NBA teams. Wow. A global sports agency and an NFL league office, leading and coaching business teams, most recently the San Francisco 49ers. It was there that Paul had a life-changing transformation. He found his why, to inspire purpose in others so they can play offense in life. As founder of Purpose Lab, 
that is Purpose Labs, Paul is on a mission to impact millions of lives by sharing his message of playing offense as an author, keynote speaker, and a business coach. He's on the show to talk about leadership and the culture of being successful. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation, Paul Epstein. Hey, Rashawn, what an intro, my man. That's awesome. I can't wait to dive in and um, just know you and I align on so many levels. So let's do this. Well, you know, the first of all, it's, it's, it's about aligning. Uh, and let's talk about that because of the fact that uh, no, let's let's get let's get the little March Madness history <laughs> out the way first. You know what I'm saying? There's love here, Paul. There's love here, Paul. All but right, you know, right, but there's thing. also some pain here, Paul. I'm a graduate of the University of Houston. You're a proud graduate of the Michigan War Rooms. And um, a couple Go of years blue. ago, Go Blue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a couple of years ago. Your, your, your Wolverines knocked out my Cougars on what I call the last-second Jalen Suggs-type shot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Because sports has always played – I'm not an athlete, and I, I don't know if your history is, it stems from being an athlete, but, you know, sports is what this – this is, is an, such an, a strong analogy in mm-hmm. professionalism and corporate speak. And so many different, why does sports align itself so well when you're talking about organizations, when you're talking about motivation, when you're talking about teamwork? How does sports play such a major role like that, Paul? Yeah, that's a great one. And look, I think on the surface, everybody tapping into this conversation can understand that what you look for in, I'll put it in the performance bucket, whether you're performing on the court or the field or in the boardroom, you're looking for a lot of the same traits and characteristics. So you want people that have that leveled up work ethic, positivity, coachability, that sense of passion. And they ultimately need to have a deeper purpose. In other words, do they believe deeply in the game that they're playing? Regardless of what walk of life, when your why is strong enough, what I have discovered is you'll figure out the how. Because inevitably, life and business and sports, if it was all blue skies and it would be easy, but you and I both know, and we're coming off one of the more tumultuous years that at least personally I've seen, I'm sure a lot of folks listening have experienced that being 2020. And so when you think about that adversity, it always strikes. It's inevitable. We don't know when, we don't know how big. And my argument for purpose is that it is the fuel of courage. Purpose is the fuel of resilience And here's how I boil it down. Purpose is going to keep you on the treadmill of life, especially on the days you want to get off. And that's really what I think can apply, whether it's sports, whether it's business or zoom out and whether it's about life. And and that's essentially how I approach the power of playing offense. It's universally applicable. You know, the really interesting thing about is that some people get it right away. And I admire that. You know, uh, and I had I, I wasn't into my forties that I really trusted myself. I think purpose and trust mm. is tied together. I believe so, and uh, and so and why is that? You know, because you know you see talented people that have to be coached up. You hear that word coached yep. up? You know, have to be motivated because sometimes they don't believe that the gifts that God has given them or the, the innate talents that have made them special. Or, or, or shouldn't be shared on the court or shouldn't be shared at the level that they feel they can even expect of themselves. And you always hear the story that Michael Jordan didn't play varsity, you know, because he was cut. So, right. so was that because he didn't realize how great he could be? 
or he didn't realize the talent he had at that moment. So when we talk about purpose, let's dive in a little bit deeper. Not so much the book. The book has the book is like a course in understanding the layers of how to find it within you. That's what I loved about your book. It's not a mm-hmm. book that because I read a lot of books, Paul. They just tell you do this, do this, do this. But your book tells you that, but also tells you gives you steps on to look inside you and define your mission. And that's why I talk about telling people, write your own story. And that's what yes. you're asking people to do with your book, correct? Yes. And, and I love where you're bringing us about not only knowing who you are, but really in a nutshell, that's leadership. Yes. See, the, the piece is, mm-hmm. Rashawn, most mm-hmm. books, mm-hmm. when they're inspired from the right place, mm-hmm. sometimes it comes from pain, yes. right? And my pain was, This is the playbook that I never had. And what I mean by that is I was trained to be a manager and I was trained to achieve results. I was trained to gain success, but nobody gave me the playbook for significance. Mm. Nobody gave me that playbook of what now I look at as leadership, which is before we lead others, we must first lead ourselves. Where's that playbook in the world? And that's that inward look. That's that look in the mirror. That's that accountability to self. Because if we're not doing a great job of leading ourselves, why are we trying to lead others and teams and cultures and organizations? And that's really where this was. So that's ultimately, you know, kind of what inspired it. But also I spoke about the pain, Rashawn. And one of those things is this is a a harsh reality, but six out of 10 leaders in Fortune 1000 companies, quote, have never received a single day of leadership training. That's a scary statistic Mm -hmm. because what that leads to is, and this is very public information, seven out of 10 working folks in the world are disengaged. Mm -hmm. They don't like what they do, who they do for, where they do it. So, you know, you kind of understand people's pain and those challenges. So I'm on a mission to flip that on its head because the working world and just the world in general, I imagine is I want folks like you and I and everybody listening in to be inspired to step into each day, to make a contribution and an impact that matters to them. And then on the back end, I want them to be fulfilled. And here's where your story aligns so well with mine. I know that part of your piece is leading with your gifts. Mm -hmm. Imagine if every day you had an opportunity to exercise your gifts, your talents, Mm -hmm. your passions, Mm -hmm. That's the world that I imagine. And that's not only why I wrote the book, but that's how I, that's the spirit that I attack each day with. You know, here's the interesting thing. I, uh, you know, I, I uh, my degree is in mathematics and minor in sociology. Sociology mm. really changed my life on how I look at people. It really helps me shape my decisions today. Now, I, 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 my career launched on stand up comedy, stand up comedy. And so when you start talking about that leadership, you know, that's the natural part of me because I always figured if I was in a room of 100 people, if I got 70 people to laugh, then I was winning. You know, I was gonna I was gonna walk off because you're not gonna get everybody. You know that. And so right. yeah. now the conversation we're having here, you have small work environments as leadership, and then you have a larger small corporations and large corporations. It's that culture that we're talking about, that leadership culture. That's when you're saying, how do if, if leaders aren't trained to be leaders, then they will fail as the as the as the crowd gets bigger. They can't hear you. You know, it's like everybody up front can hear your conversation. Are you talking to the people in the back? I remember Paul, I was with, with Steve and and, and was was talking about playing big arenas like 3,000 and 7,000, 20,000 seat arenas. That's a lot of people to control. And whenever we would go out on stage, we would always make sure we pointed to the rear of the arena. 
Just to let those people know we see you. And that's mm. what leadership is all about, is acknowledging that you see everybody, even if you don't really see them, but you acknowledge that they're there. And that's where leadership falls apart by not acknowledging everybody and giving them a sense of purpose and also acknowledging they have a gift that can be utilized significantly by this company or the role that you play. Am I on the same page with your book? A hundred percent. Literally the third <laughs> pillar, Rashawn, is called salute the long snapper. Now you don't need to be a sports fan to get this analogy. I'll just break it down in five seconds. Mm-hmm. The long snapper is the guy that hikes the ball to the punter. They are the person in life that if they do 99 things right, they'll never hear a word. Right. But they do one thing wrong and they'll never hear the end of it. Right. And the reality is We've all been a long snapper at some point in our life. And so my mission and my message here is we need to shine a light on those long snappers because there's way more long snappers in the world than there are star quarterbacks. But in business and in a lot of walks, all we do is praise the quarterback. We only praise the leader when you and I both know that it takes a village. And until everybody, long snappers included, they feel like they genuinely, genuinely have a seat at the table. That's when they know they matter. That's when they're going to give their all to the cause because they actually feel recognized, valued, seen, heard. So yes, you and I are kindred (laughs) spirits in that way. Well, that's important because when you're trying to you know, to write a book, a, a book as good as you know, I, 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 haven't, I haven't written a book yet. People keep telling me I need to write a book, and so, so when I run across a book like this, it talks about leadership, talks about trust, it talks about being able to show your role. And something you said earlier about what do you, the, the your level of significance? Because I always talk to people mm. about significance because that's that puts a, a statement of your value. Because, you know, people can say, we know, LeBron James get a lot of money. Well, because he stated his significance, okay? So so because he stated his significance, that can apply to you if you're in the mailroom. If you're a significant person in the mailroom, then guess what? They're going to move you out of the mailroom because they see value in you. Talk about how people in generally don't understand that. That's the key. Uh, I always tell a story about when I was a— Intern, I, I work in a college intern at IBM, and they had told me, Paul, that they only kept people there for one semester, and that was it. Well, I stayed there for two and a half years because I showed them that you couldn't let me go because I had value to the employees that you hired that were full time. And so I played that game out because I trusted my natural instinct. Now you're saying the same thing is that you wasn't in you weren't in the sports world for 15 years successfully because they liked you. That can get you in the door, but you understood being able to open up lanes of significance that people value, and that's why you retain that high level of success. Can you break it down for my viewers and listeners? A hundred percent. And the way that I will break it down is this. And to your point, Rashawn, mm-hmm. is super important here. Mm-hmm. Yes, to success, but ultimately, especially in the world I was in, you had to perform or there was no seat at the table. Mm -hmm. And so I understood that track record and street cred and all these different things matter. But let me zoom out for a second and then I'm going to come back to success and significance. Thank you. I think at a larger societal level, one of the challenges is we, especially here in the United States, we're raised in a way where we look at your trophies. 
We look at the brands that you represent or that you associate with. We're always chasing success. And that's the first mountain of life. And I did not know that there was a second mountain coming, which is the one about significance. But let me come back to the first mountain of success. So you're climbing and you're climbing and the better you are, the better your LinkedIn profile looks. You just keep climbing. And then inevitably what I do, because like you, Rashawn, on my podcast, I'm interviewing some of the most successful people in the world. And you know what one of the common things that I hear is, as I'm sure you've heard, I get to the top of the mountain and I look around and I ask myself, is this it? Like I did all that work. I won all these trophies. I got the ultimate level of success. And on the inside, I don't feel fulfilled. The goalposts keep moving further away. I get one promotion. I just want the next. I get one pay raise. I just want more. And it's a game of more and more. And you never get there. That's the first mountain of life, which is success. What I graduated to because of some hard times, because I wasn't feeling alive on the inside, significance is the second mountain. Because if success is about self, significance is about serving others. I didn't know that was important when I was younger. I was told it, but my ego got in the way. So now I step into the world of service, of contribution, of impact, of leaving it better than I found it, whether that means a people or a place. And I'll tell you, Rashawn, ever since I started to focus on significance over success, that's when my life took off. And here's a last piece for you. I've met many people that have success, but don't feel significance. However, I have never met a single one person that has achieved significance and is not successful. It's interesting how that works out. It's finally here, the season of celebration. And no matter how you celebrate with family and friends, whether you're preparing for Reyes Magos or Karamu, lighting the menorah, or going to midnight mass, Kohl's has just what you need to make those traditions special. Plus, you'll find gifts for all your loved ones. Send warm wishes with cozy fleeces, sweaters, loungewear, blankets, and throws. Support minority-owned or founded brands by giving gifts from Human Nation and Shea Moisture. Or treat them to everyone's favorite activewear from top brands like Nike, Adidas, and Under Armour. And in the spirit of giving, Kohl's Cares is donating $8 million to local nonprofits nationwide committed to the health and well-being of our communities. No matter how you celebrate, when you shop at Kohl's, you're right where you belong. So this season, give with all your heart with great gifts from Kohl's or Kohl's.com. Look through your children's eyes to see the true magic of a forest. It's a storybook world for them. You look and see a tree. They see the wrinkled face of a wizard with arms outstretched to the sky. They see treasure and pebbles. They see a windy path that could lead to adventure. And they see you, their fearless guide through this fascinating world. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Look through your children's eyes to see the true magic of a forest. It's a storybook world for them. You look and see a tree. They see the wrinkled face of a wizard with arms outstretched to the sky. They see treasure and pebbles. They see a windy path that could lead to adventure. And they see you, their fearless guide through this fascinating world. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. 
Well, you know, it's really it's really a great conversation we're having because, you know, I, I can share so many examples. Uh, one of my dominant examples was when I was managing Steve Harvey. Despite all my success, I was confused. And confusion can block your significance because mm. you have to have a clear path to what you're trying to achieve in life. You know, I don't care about the Emmys, the Image Awards, the number one box office success, the number one books, Family Feud being number one, talk shows being launched. I, I lost my significance. I lost my, I was confused as to where I wanted to go, you know, the next five or 10 years. Because in 2000, when I started managing, I was clearly had a path of what I wanted to do with him. He had a clearly a path what he wanted to do with me. We wanted to change the game. We wanted to do talk shows. We wanted to do game shows. We wanted to just be a dominant force. But along the way, you know, you, 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 you start realizing, is that the same dream for you now? And that's mm. when the confusion set in for me. And I just want to let people know that when you start talking about finding your significance, finding your why, it cannot be tied to confusion. If you're confused by anything you're trying to do mm. or achieve, you will not achieve significance. And I wanted to, and one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you today, I wanted to be honest because I felt after reading your book, I had to be honest to be able to tell people why this book is relatable to me and what is readable because of the fact that you can see people. Label successful. Label got everything you want, the cars, and they've got all the amplified on social media. But what is their point of view? I did not have it, Paul. Mm. I did mm. not have it. And reading your yeah. book helped refocus me and realize I had it. I just didn't, I just didn't drill down and just start saying, you can't have this. This is not it. This is not it. This is not it. This is you. And that's what your book enabled me to say now on this call is that. My lead with my gifts, that's Rashawn McDonald. In everything that I've done in building to this moment, money-making conversations, that's Rashawn McDonald. These are brands that have been built out out of what I want to talk about. And that's what this book is about, is when I tell people, you know, stop reading other people's success stories and start writing your own. And that's what your book is telling everybody, Paul. Talk to us. Bingo. Yeah, you just nailed it. That's that's essentially, when I could say, are you living and leading with purpose? Which that's an honest question for us to ask ourselves. And where, whether it's this playbook or whether it's just the way that you enter each day, think of it from this framework. I call this your identity model. Right. And everybody listening to this has an identity. And my challenge is, are we being authentic to our identity? So let me break this down. The inner layer of your identity is your purpose. Your purpose is your why. The next layer are your core values and your values are your who. So if the innermost layers of your identity is a combination of your why and your who, what that then does, they inform your belief system, how you make decisions, your daily behaviors, and last but not least, your actions. So this outermost layer is how you show up every day the question is, are your outer layers connected to the inner layers? In other words, are you showing up in a way that's aligned and connected to who you are at your core? Prior to finding my purpose, the answer was heck no. Absolutely not, <laughs> yes. Rashawn. I was not. I was misaligned. I was not connected. I lacked some sense of authenticity because I was over chasing success. Mm. But now... I'm on this second mountain of life called significance. And that's where I started to align who I am on my best day. And I just rinse and repeat. 
every single day, but it means nothing unless I show up through my actions, behaviors, and decisions. That's how you live and lead with purpose. And it's something that I'm so grateful that I realized that lesson over the course of my life because that's literally what I do for a living. My calling is to pay this gift forward because I want people to experience the same transformation that I had. It's amazing. I'm talking to Paul Epstein. He's an expert in leadership and organizational culture. For the last 15 years, he's been a success. But he defined and redefined himself when he discovered his why. And here's the funny thing about it. You know, if you if you would have been watching me read this book, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm very uh, animated. And so there's two phrases I always use, Paul. I always tell people, don't be afraid to fire people because you're stopping them from living the dream they want to live. Okay? Remember that mm. thought, okay? And then I always tell people... You know, because a lot of people, you know, racism does exist. But I always tell people, at least give yourself a shot. And I always tell people that if the, the way you give yourself a shot is decisions are always made looking by a person looking left, looking right, and in front. Nobody turns around and makes a decision. Okay? If you're standing, intentionally standing behind somebody, or you're standing behind somebody while they're making the decision, they're not going to pick you. So understand, you you understand why you're there. You may want to get, might need to get fired or find another job. Now, in reading your book, this line really made me dance. It says, it's in the, it's in the transformation of disengaged to inspired. Look to your left. <laughs> Look to your right. Seven out of ten people don't want to be here. They'd rather be working somewhere else for someone else. That let me know that I was perfectly aligned because you took two of my concepts and said it in that one sentence. I'll tell people, look to the left, look to the right, look in front. If you're not in that person's visual sight of decision-making, you're not part of that culture. And that's what you're talking about. Mm. If the person is at your state of employment, they're not working up to your expectation, fire them, let them go so they can go do the job that they really want to do, but you need to push them and enable them to do it by disenfranchising them from this opportunity that they don't want to be at. And that's what you're saying. Tell us the significance of that statement right there in your book because it was transformable for me because it made me align myself with saying, stay focused, Rashawn. You're doing the right things because that's what he's saying in his book. Stay focused and align yourself with people who follow the same path. Yeah, I, I think it's not only aligning yourself with people that that connect to you in terms of your core spirit, mm-hmm. but I also think in a very practical way, I'll actually let the audience in on a little bit of a backstory. So this is what led to that Jerry Maguire moment where yes, I sir. took mm-hmm. that leap of faith away from sports, which is a decision I never thought I would make. But it was my executive coach who, and you called it out earlier, Rashawn, from the University of Michigan. So go blue, my executive <laughs> MBA coach. Uh, her name is Sue Ann. Sue Ann and I had a combo when I was head of sales and business development for the San Francisco 49ers. And literally, this was it. She said, Paul, I know what you do. What do you love about it? What do you hate about it? And what's in the middle? Meaning, what do you tolerate? So love, hate, tolerate. And I want everybody to ask yourself those three questions about what it is that you do. And then she said, okay, go deeper on that love bucket. And I said, all right, Sue Ann, I love being a coach just like you. I love the people side, the culture side of business. I love investing in relationships. And she just said, awesome. On a good day, what percentage of your time are you doing that? And I started to sing down in my chair because I knew the answer was a little ugly. Literally, I was in strategy, meeting after meeting, sometimes meetings, talk about meetings and all this noise. But I wasn't doing what I love to do. I was working in an industry that I loved, 
but the job, I fell out of love with it. And here's the reality. And here's the takeaway for everybody listening in. From that point forward, I started to say Mm -hmm. what I do on a day-to-day, every activity of each day, it either gives me energy Mm -hmm. or it depletes me of my energy. There's no in-between. Something gives you fuel or it depletes you of your fuel. So you need to be honest with yourself and not only in the mirror, but if you're in a leadership position, how do the people around you feel? And so when I said that seven out of 10 people being disengaged and you just shined a light on that statistic, Rashawn, I'm basically saying that most of us do things every day that deplete us of our fuel. We are disengaged. It's not tied to our purpose. It's paycheck over purpose. And so how can we get in tune with who we are? What energizes us? Because that's the key. What are you curious about? What gives you energy? That will help you find your passion. That will help you find your purpose. But don't worry about the purpose thing. That's too big on step one. That's step five in the game. Step one is what are you curious about? What gives you energy? And there's hints in there about your passion. That's where I would start. You know, and it's absolutely true. And the one of the things that really launched me in, in 2018, I was doing an interview and um, we was talking about age. We was talking because so many people just stop their dreams when they get 50 or they, and they, they 60, 70. They, they, they think they can't do anything beyond that. And, um, and as we wrap, talk to my audience about not letting age diminish your significance, diminishing your purpose, and stopping you from living your dreams. Yeah, that's a great one. And and look, I I think where we can all align is uh, even if the work conversation for some, you know, some people find themselves in a career, others in a job. So we're not all in the same spot there. But here's where I think we can align and find common ground Mm -hmm. relationships. And in this case, I would say the way that I boil it down is every day you're with the wrong person is the day that you're not with the right person. Right. So like if you think of life in that sense, is it ever too late to meet the one? Is it ever too late to transition from Mm -hmm. job to career Mm -hmm. to calling? It's never too late. Age has nothing to do with it. Mm -hmm. I would argue that even if I could fast forward decades ahead in my life, if I was not feeling significance or purpose, it would still be the greatest gift that I had ever received. Age is the number. The mission is, the goal is, you want to feel alive. And every day you don't feel alive, you're only getting in your own way. So let's lock arms. Let's meet at the 50, as I say, and let's feel alive. <laughs> you know, that, that, the infamous 50-yard line. You know, you can either you that's go. That's you know, That's why I go back to sports, man. I, you know, I, I, um, I never played professional sports, nor collegiate or high school. But for sports tend to people, whether you're female, male, different age groups, in, in your role in being a guy who's who's walked in stadiums sold out, what is the most, I mean, this may be a question, what is the question that was in your book, just a question about a person who's lived that, that glorified world of seeing people, fans, fandom. What is your biggest takeaway that fans can take away while watching sports that they can give to their personal life and professional life? Yeah. So let's say you're in a packed stadium Mm -hmm. and other people may look at 70,000 folks and see 70,000 fans. My perspective, and this is a great life lesson. Every seat has a story. 
So when I look out at 70,000 people, I see 70,000 stories that are in the making. So I see somebody that just came back from serving overseas. I see somebody that just battled cancer and is now in remission and top of their bucket list. Let me go watch my favorite team play. I see a mother, father, daughter, son, a family of four creating a lifelong memory that they just don't realize that the next three hours is about to deliver. That's how I see a stadium. That's how I see the world. And that's how I see people. It's about humanity. And at the end of the day, we all have a story. And just remember, whether it's a company or even inside your house, every seat has a story. Wow. The power of playing offense. Paul Epstein, I want to thank you for coming on my show, Money Making Conversations, man. Can we be friends, brother? I know we, uh, oh, we, we're we, done. Yeah, okay. of course. You know, of so course. We, this we, is a we, lifelong journey. You know, we yeah, connected because I come out to California. I, I lived in California 15 years. I know exactly what Pasadena is, California. One of my favorite communities to go out there and eat. And so uh, Stephen A. Smith and I are doing a lot of TV projects out there. So I'd love to introduce you to him. I think it's somebody that you love meeting, sit around and talk because he's a journalist background and we're doing a lot of productions and I think that we may want to slide in and do some productions together on the TV media side as well, Paul. Okay. Yeah, would love to. Would love to meet you at the fifty as well as Stephen A. So appreciate you having me on today. Well, you'll be able to hear him before the fifty. You know that. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> well, brother, thank you for coming on Money Making Conversations, Paul. All right. Thank you. Be well. In this season of giving, Kohl's has gifts for all your loved ones. For those who like to keep it cozy, find fleeces, sweaters, loungewear, blankets, and throws. Or support minority-owned or founded brands by giving gifts from Human Nation and Shea Moisture. And in the spirit of giving, Kohl's Cares is donating $8 million to local nonprofits nationwide. Give with all your heart this season with great gifts from Kohl's or Kohl's.com. At ADP, we understand the importance of building the right team and offer the data insights to help. Just as importantly, our AI technology helps you pay the team accurately. Grow stronger with ADP. HR, talent, time, and payroll. Mama, what does the chicken say? Uh, dog. Cat. Giraffe. Giraffe, really? Giraffe. Uh, giraffe. You're not going to get it all right. Just make sure you nail the big stuff, like making sure your kids are buckled correctly in the right seat for their age and size. Get it right. Visit NHTSA.gov. Slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.